What is going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to our live stream show. This is Red Gold Center Podcast. My name is Zach Hernandez, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Llewellyn. Matt, how are you doing today? It's been a busy day, dude. Technical problems galore. I had to buy a new router. Needless to say, $300 later, we're in here, so let's go. <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, whew, it's been a crazy week. Um, sorry for the technical difficulties on your end, but at least we're here. You're good to go. Trey Lance, Matt. Trey yep. Lance. Yep. How are you feeling about the pick? We did the live show, but everything was kind of chaotic. Now that I some know, time you has passed. Had to, you kind of had to leave. So Yeah. Um, I feel good about it, man. Um, again, I was always on that, you know, I, I made that funny little meme from draft day or whatever, where it was like, I crossed, I covered the Vontae Mac name with not Mac Jones. And then the bottom is like, no matter what. So I can't complain. It wasn't Mac Jones. Um, and, you know, it's really interesting because if you watch the recap of uh, day one, when they were talking about Trey Lance, it seems like they had their eye on him real early in the process. So, yeah. um, you know, all the smoke out there, Kyle was basically saying, look, I'm not going to put any extra effort to stop people from being wrong. I don't need yeah. to go out there and correct everybody. I was just going to sit back and let them think whatever they wanted to think. Um, so for me, uh, you know, again, potentially the highest upside in the draft the fact that they're keeping Jimmy Garoppolo bodes well for him too, because he gets to sit for a little bit and kind of figure everything out. So, you know, if it all goes according to plan, maybe he does the Patrick Mahomes thing where he doesn't play until the 49ers have already sewn up a playoff spot. And then you can just put them in there to see kind of where they go. Yeah. And yeah, it really is. Um, sorry. Question here. Kali actually put the link in the description. If you use code draft, uh, you'll get 10% off. We have our new Trey Area shirts coming out. I'm going to have another design, hopefully, in the next couple of days. But I, I really like the way this one came out. Thanks for asking, man. Um, yeah, I, we were live, and um, once again, got to love Perry. Kind of spoiled the pick. I, I, he didn't spoil it completely, though, because the, his reaction, I don't know if any of you guys saw it, but I couldn't tell if that was, like, good shocked or bad shocked. I just knew he was shocked. Um, but I love the pick. I think it's great. Both you and I, like you said, Agreed. He has a really high ceiling, arguably the highest in this class. He said himself afterwards, he basically couldn't have asked for a better opportunity. And I think that's a hundred percent correct. He, you know, is now paired with Kyle Shanahan. He steps into a Super Bowl caliber roster when healthy. And again, we discussed this previously, not too many teams that are as well equipped as the 49ers on both sides of the ball, picking the top five of the draft. So he's coming into a really good situation here. Um, and, and just to address this comment, wanted fields, but Lance was second choice. I'm nervous about lack of experience, but he appears to show he can play the position. He doesn't even turn 21 for another few days. Both yeah. you and I wanted fields. Is there any sort of like, oh, okay, well, you know, damn, I wanted fields, but I'm still happy. Or are you just hundred percent thrilled with Trey Lance? I'm a hundred percent thrilled with Trey Lance. Um, I'm gonna put it out there right now. Um, I definitely went on NFL shop and got one of them authentics. So, you know. A much better, much better couple hundred dollars spent than what happened today. But uh, no, I'm I'm super excited about Trey Lance. Um, I think that if they weren't going to go Justin Fields, that's definitely where I would have wanted them to go. Um, I actually I'm going to put it out there right now. I think Justin Fields to the Bears is a brilliant pull for Ryan Pace, um, a guy who hasn't done much of anything. I think that's a really good spot. I mean, they were essentially a playoff team last year too. So you know, getting a real quarterback there. And, you know, I saw it on, I think it was PFF, their, their draft thing where they were talking about the real winner. And that is Allen Robinson, who finally gets a quarterback that can throw him the ball. Right. 
Um, so I expect Justin Fields is going to play in like week four. <laughs> like it, it, yeah. there's no way that Andy Dalton's going to hold him off for very long. As for Trey Lance, I think it'll be a little bit longer um, unless history repeats itself and Jimmy is hurt by October, yeah. which very well could be. Um, Kyle's under the impression, hey, there's no rush right now. He said it at his press conference. Um, if it's a competition, then he's happy about that. But, you know, th there's time for Trey Lance to develop and really get there. In terms of experience, he had the same number of starts as Mac Jones. So it wasn't against the top end competition, of course. But, you know, it, it's still, it was a lot of games under his belt. Kyle went back and watched a ton of the 2019 film, said he loved it. Um, so, I really can't be upset about that. You know, you, you really look at, at them doing their due diligence. And if you think that they did, then you're really happy about this pick. Um, and, you know, of course, 49ers Twitter, there's no pleasing everybody. I think for the most part, everybody's happy. But I know a lot of people were on the Justin Fields train. Some people were on the Mac Jones train. Um, and it's easy to say, oh, man, Mac Jones is going to be so good now because he goes to New England. But, you know, you never know. Like, it was about what you're trading up for. And I think we can dispel the entire – let's talk about this. First of all, I want to kill the rumor. I think Peter Schrager said this out of pocket, and David Lombardi's running with it. They are not going to use Trey Lance like Taysom Hill. Just let's put that out of the mind right now. He's the number three overall pick. They're not going to put him in harm's way just to run a couple of gadget plays. They're going to do whatever they can to get him ready to be the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, whether it's this year or beyond. They're not going to worry about all that you know, trickery and all that stuff. Listen, if you're doing that kind of stuff, you're not running your offense right. You don't need that kind of thing. Um, but um, that being said, I do think that, you know, Lance is going to come in. He's going to be able to sit. Um, he's going to be able to learn and grow and do all that stuff. So, you know, you look at it and you got to be happy with, with what they did. Yeah, I, I really love it. Um, and I'm trying to think about this draft class and as a whole grade wise, were you, I love Trey Sermon. I did not think the 49ers were going to draft a single running back, let alone two. Yeah. Is that something that took you by surprise as well? A little bit until I dug a little bit into Elijah Mitchell. Um, I, he listened. So six round pick, um, not really a big deal. Uh, you know, that's something that they could take a swing at. Dude ran four three five at his pro day, so I think that they're looking at him and projecting him to be um, almost like a returner, a special teams guy, if I were to guess. And in that case, I don't really hate the pick. Trey Sermon, I mean, I like that pick. Um, he was pretty productive when he was at Oklahoma, um, and then his usage fell off for some weird reason, and then he transferred to Ohio State, and he only played in six games, uh, but he you know racked up almost seven hundred yards. Granted, half of that was in like one game. But, uh, you know, he, he looked really good um, in the college football playoff um, against Clemson. He, he kind of torched him up. He had 200 yards rushing, essentially. Sermon, you know, got hurt in the national championship game, broke his collarbone, but that shouldn't really affect him. So I'd really like to see, you know, how he comes out and, you know, how he does. Because it, in my estimation, this is something you got to realize. For as much as we love Raheem Mostert, right? Before last season, he held the team up for money, and then he got hurt. And you can't tell me that somebody like Kyle Shanahan doesn't look at that and get kind of pissed off about it, that John Lynch doesn't look at that, gets a little pissed off about it. 
So with all of the running back injuries that have happened over the last couple of years, I think you just you're bringing in bodies. And Trey Sermon's a big dude. He's a shade under six one. He's about 215, 220 pounds. He's a big boy. So um, he's going to be that what they I think what they wanted Tevin Coleman to be, which is that early yeah. down run it between the tackles type guy, because he's not he's not a speedster. I think he ran like a four six or something like that. But running between the tackles, it's very rare that somebody brings him down at first contact. So, you know, he's going to be like that first second down guy, the short yardage back, if you will. And I think he can make a real impact. Um, he could be one of the highest producers out of the rookie running backs this year, in my opinion. Um, yeah. After Najee Harris, I think he could be like right up there just based off of what I know the 49ers like to do. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. I think they brought him in kind of for that, like change of pace back. Uh, Raheem Oster, Jeff Wilson. These are all like speed guys. And even uh, Elijah Mitchell, like you said, I was listening to John Lynch's. He did like an interview, I believe, with, with Kiana after the draft. It wasn't really like a press conference, obviously, but he was saying like, you know, like we fell in love with Elijah's speed. And um, that's definitely what fits into the mold as what's been here. But Trey Sermon definitely doesn't fit that mold. He's more of a bruiser back, but I absolutely love that pick. I did not expect that at all. I thought they were definitely going to take a secondary, uh, a guy of a secondary d- defensive back, safety, etc. cetera. Um, they also, I, I saw a stat, if I, if I might be, the number might be incorrect, but I think it was about 15 straight drafts that they took wide receiver that ended this year. Did that surprise you at all? No wide receivers. It did at the time, um, but looking at the fact that they were able to pick up Austin Watkins as a priority free agent um, after the draft is is pretty nice. Um, I think a lot of people were projecting him to be like a later round pick, but to get picked and like a lot of a lot of name players in college didn't get picked. Patty Fisher didn't get picked. Um, there's a couple others I I can't really remember off the top of my head, but Austin Watkins don't sleep on him making this team. Um, I, I think that there's definitely the potential for him to do that. Um, he's he's you know one of the he'd be one of the bigger receivers we have. Um, he's like six one two ten, um, which you know I mean Debo Samuel and and Brandon Ayuk are both around you know six six one, so fits kind of in the mold. Not a burner. He ran a four five five, but um, you know he he just he played really well at UAB. So um, to be able to bring him in, it it kind of makes me you know kind of okay what what they were doing and it seemed to me that like guys that they would probably target just went like a few picks ahead of where they were going so i don't know what their draft board looked like but i feel like maybe they think um and see i disagree with bob money the fact that they didn't take an early guy maybe they feel good about where jalen Hurd's at from his acl recovery and that he'll be ready so going forward yeah i mean you know maybe they give muhammad sanu another shot so you never know um and we're still early uh, cut down days are going to happen and you never know who's going to be put out there. There could be a veteran guy that they want to go get. Um, it's just going to depend. But I do think that Austin Watkins has a solid chance of making this team. Yeah, he's he's a great addition. Um, Kali, did you see the interview today with Trey? Young man seems to have a good head on his shoulders. I did catch it with Keanu Martin. Mm-hmm. He seems, man, I'm so happy to get this guy in here and, and get to work. Yeah, everything that I've seen from him indicates that he is just a high character dude yeah and that's what you want to see and he just he he comes across as somebody who's mature beyond his years which i really like so um again it remains to be seen they said that they felt he was the smartest guy in the draft so if that's true then you know all power to the 49ers um 
you know, Kyle even touched on the one area of weakness that we really look at with the accuracy. And he's like, look, like if the eyes are right and the feet are right, the accuracy will follow. And it's just, it's up to him to take our coaching and go about it. And, you know, just the fact that, you know, someone recommended that he go work with John Beck and that he did it and then picked up a lot of things and that he's, you know, talking about getting to work right away. That's a good, it bodes well. It bodes yeah. well for him. So I expect him to pick up a lot of stuff um, from the end of the season. You know, he worked with, uh, God, I forget the, the it's uh, the quarterback guru guy that works with everybody like Hardy, Tom, something or other. Oh, oh, uh, the gosh, guy that yeah. works with everybody, right? Mm-hmm. The, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. And they shortened up his delivery. They had him bring the ball up. Um, they had him shorten his delivery. And if he can continue to make progress like that, that's all you're really looking for. Um, it looks like he has a great work ethic. And if he's as smart as they say, then, you know, absolutely. Uh, he's going to be just just a high quality dude. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Um, the 49ers is going through the draft picks here. Their second pick in, in this year's draft was Aaron Banks, guard from yep. Notre Dame. Yep. Um, Mike McGlinchey's old teammate. McGlinchey seemed pretty stoked to have him back. He's mm-hmm. big, man. 6'5", big. 235, or 325, excuse me, from, from his stats here. Yep. Um, how much is that going to be able to help the 49ers? And how do you how much do you take into consideration that that their strategy is here, quarterback, and then Aaron Banks, and then later on in the draft, they went ahead and drafted um Jalen Moore as well, a tackle mm-hmm. from Western Michigan. Yeah, Jalen Moore. Um, Daniel Jeremiah was talking about that he projects to kind of uh actually move inside. So if he can be like that swing tackle guy, right? That that depth piece that can work guard or or kick out outside, that'd be cool. Um, as for Aaron Banks. You know, if you ask everything that you hear around the league, right, is that Notre Dame is like O-line you. Like they just they just churn out offensive linemen. Um, They had I think they had three or four of their offensive linemen drafted this year. So, you know, when you look at it like that, um, you know, they I've watched. I didn't know that much about Aaron Banks. He wasn't on my radar ahead of the draft. But then I went after they drafted him and kind of watched. And that dude is a beast. He's like an old school mauler. And, you know, if he can get out and fire off and get in space, he's going to knock someone on their ass. And, you know, that's the type of toughness that you need. Um, And if he plays on the right side, that's the type of toughness that can kind of take some of the pressure off of Mike McGlinchey. Because, you know, when you have that beast inside who's just knocking everybody back, you can concentrate on your guy. And it's hard not to get fired up when you got somebody who's just pancaking people you know right next to you it's it's that it's that quentin nelson syndrome right where we always talk about hey quentin nelson needs to get christmas presents from mcglinchy every year for making him so much money and you know it's there's a potential that this year if aaron Banks starts and plays well that mcglinchy's going to get a contract extension because he's going to have a load taken off his plate so we'll see going forward but i i did after you know i was confused at first but after looking into it i like the pick yeah, I'm really stoked. I, it, it reminded me, obviously, not in the same high, you know, premium picks that they spent when they drafted Anthony Davis, Mikey Potty, but they've neglected this offensive line a bit in the, in the past couple of drafts. So I'm happy. I mean, obviously, except for the first round picks, but they haven't necessarily. I mean, you say what you will about Mike McGlinchey. I don't know. I'll leave it at that because it's kind of a heated topic on, on 49ers Twitter. Uh, and yeah. then after. Yeah, after Banks, then that's when they took Trey Sermon. We've already spoke about him. Yep. And then with their fourth pick was Ambry Thomas, the corner out of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, from yeah. what I've read about I like him, him, yeah, yeah, I, like I do him. as well. It seemed like a lot of people thought he was going to go a lot earlier, but because he opted out this past year, he, he 
fell to where he fell to, which was the uh, 102 overall. Do you think he has yeah. a solid shot of making this roster possibly starting soon? He's going to make the roster, and he's going to fight for a spot um, in the rotation. I don't know that he's going to start um, just because I think at this stage, you know, Mosley and Verrett are proven. Um, and and we still don't know if anybody else is going to come back. You know, Richard Sherman's still floating around out there. There's no guarantee he's not back, you know. Um, there's no guarantee that they don't go out and get somebody else to come in and play. But I think that uh, Thomas has, has a good shot at starting. Um, I watch a lot of Michigan football. He's, he's a good player. So, you know, he's definitely going to be a guy that, you know, is going to, he's going to compete. He's a competitor, um, if anything else. And, you know, he's got some technique stuff, um, especially uh, in close and impressed that he use some work. Um, he gets a little handsy at times, which he's going to need to clean up in the NFL. But, you know, for he's got pretty good feet, um, pretty good hip turn, pretty good in man, um, good at reading quarterback's eyes. He just, you know, he's got to clean up some stuff, and that's going to come with experience. And this defensive backs coach and the defensive staff are going to kind of clean that up, and hopefully he can compete. Um, the one thing that I can say is that he is 100% a competitor in the way that, you know, maybe an Akella Witherspoon wasn't right. I've seen Thomas, you know, struggle one play and then come right back and buckle down the next play and make a play. So that's definitely, you know, I feel like if they can get him up to speed, he definitely has a shot at playing right away at, at, at the beginning of the season. Which would be huge. Um, he's six feet, 191. Um, he's got some, some size at the 49ers. I know they like in their corners. Uh, and from what I've read too, he's got, uh, pretty extensive special teams contributing experience. Yeah. So that definitely helps these rookies get on the field a lot sooner and a lot, you know, more frequently. And that helps just yeah. getting their feet wet in the NFL. Anything counts. And they need somebody to return because, yep. it, you know, before I looked into a lot of these guys, right. I'm sitting here in the back and I'm going, are they really going to trot Richie James out there to return? And I'm just like, they, they can't dude. He's so bad. He, he is like one of the worst kick returners I've ever seen in my life. He just finds a way to run it. Like he'll have wide open lane and he'll just miss the lane and just run into people. And I I just don't understand. So whoever they can get back there, I mean, a a bag of potatoes back there probably have more return yardage than Richie James. So, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing who they get back there. Richie James took that one kickoff back against Seattle. And that that's like all of his kickoff return ability was wasted or now i should say wasted was used in that single return because literally nothing else happened after that besides like five to eight yard returns one cut yeah. tackle so yep uh going through their next pick was diamador lenore who yep. john lynch is calling demo for short he doesn't seem to have that first name down which it is it is a very tricky first name if i'm being honest uh, corner from oregon um, they drafted another corner. So how do you feel about this pick? Is this kind of more of like a fringe roster kind of guy? I, I still need to look into him. I, I honestly, I don't know much about him. Um, but you know, the profile kind of fits what they, what they like. So we'll see what happens. Um, I want to look at the tape. I haven't been able to see too much of it. Um, I was kind of concentrating on some of the guys that I knew before I right. got to the rest that I didn't know. Um, you know, I, I was looking at, tape on uh free agent linebacker pickup justin hilliard from ohio state i was looking at some of his stuff um again austin watkins um josh peterson from louisiana monroe who's another undrafted guy i think i got caught up after the draft and like the undrafted guys because those are the ones that really come in and you're like all right who are these people um but 
you know, I agree with AH right here. He's he's definitely on the name team. That's for sure. Like <laughs> he's got a cool name. And is it Lenore or is it Lenoir? Because like you never know. Like these French. Yeah. You know, I, you know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't know. I don't know. I'd love to hear. Keanu is pronounced Lenore. Well, maybe it is. Um, I don't know. But uh, Steve in the chat saying he's going to take over in the slot. If that's true, then you know he's going to he's going to have a spot on this team because they definitely need somebody as an heir apparent to uh, to uh, K1 Williams. <laughs> so yeah, and I did see that he has that connection to, to Sherman, so that's pretty cool. Um, you know, the connections are there. Just I didn't have I didn't know much about Lenore. I'm going to call it Lenore if I'm mispronouncing it. My mistake, but for now, that's what I'm gonna call it on his uh just his his break break uh, excuse me, his breakdown from Lance Erline and basically high physical kind of guy, tight hips, transition from man uh or mirror match techniques. Well, lacks the chase speed though, so it doesn't seem like he's kind of a, a speed kind of guy. But I do think that the 49ers, it's you know, at that point, it's a crapshoot, and I do think they're kind of just going off of what they think might work out. Um, but their next pick, I actually I'm pretty excited about, and I'm super excited to see hit the field is Talanoa Hufanga from USC, the safety. Do you, did, have you been able to have a chance to look into any of his stats or his play at all? No, again, another guy that I didn't really, you know, once you get the back end of the draft, it's kind of hard yeah. to know most of these guys. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure you looked into him. What do you think? I think he's, he's, he's got some sort of explosiveness to his game. That is, missing from the 49ers secondary um he's a playmaker um he won the pac-12 uh defensive player of the year i believe in 2020 um he's he's a he's a ball hawk and i do think that he's able to he's got just kind of a, a feel for the game you know those secondary members secondary players um that just go out there and they just know what to do you know making tackles in the backfield uh he seems like to be a pretty sure tackler and i think that's what the 49ers definitely need yeah, uh, all I know is all I know is that that Samoan and Polynesian football players always play a physical brand of football. They're gonna they're gonna put the hurt on you. So um, if he can come in and be a physical safety, that's exactly what the team needs. Um, yep. That's in the mold of Jaquaski Tart and Jimmy Ward, who play very physically. So if he can come in and lay the wood to somebody, like that's all you can ask for. If you yep. get ball ball hawk skills on top of that. All the better. I, I do want to look into his tape because I do want to see how he is in coverage. Um, you know, with a lot of these guys, it's like, why did he slip? And you need to kind of take a look at, at, you know, at where. Yeah, where where they go. So, yeah. And, you know, if there's something that made him fall, you know, I don't know his injury history. I, I like to look at all that stuff. But again, another guy on on the uh, on the name team, because that's a dope name. Yeah, uh, he broke his collarbone. Uh, I believe in in 2019. Broken bones bones don't really bother me because they heal. Like, you know, um, soft tissue injuries are more worrisome to me. So a broken collarbone, I mean, you know, again, Trey Sermon broke his collarbone, but he's going to come back. He's going to be fine. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, And he was actually, you spoke about, you know, the Polynesian. He was coached by Troy Polamalu. So that's pretty cool. And hopefully he's able to pick up some aspects of his game because even you know, twenty percent of a Troy Polamalu is a pretty special player in NFL. Um, going through the rest of the picks, we are there's only one left. Excuse me, that's Elijah Mitchell. We discussed him already. Speedy back. Um, going through the undrafted free agents, the 49ers um, have signed, or at least are rumored to have signed. This is per Niners Nation. Um, one notable name is Doug Peterson's son, 
the former Eagles head coach, Josh Peterson, yeah, who's Josh a Peterson, tight yeah. end. Mm-hmm. Do you know much about him? Um, he's a decent player. Um, he's, you know, he's he's one of those depth signings. Right. I don't. He's he's one of those guys that's got an outside shot to make the team. When you stack them up against George Kittle, obviously Kittle's making the roster, but then you go down the list and it's like Ross Dwelly. Is he going to make the roster? Probably. Um, you have uh, the kid from Stanford, Charlie Werner. Is he going to make the roster? Probably. Now you're getting to the point where are they going to carry four tight ends? Um, right. You don't. You know. You know. You would think so. So there's definitely he's got an outside shot. Um, he needs to come into camp and make noise right away. Otherwise, you know, he's going to, he's going to be one of the first people cut. Yep. Yep. I agree with that a lot. Um, he had 43 catches for 567 yards and nine touchdowns in 2019. Um, seems to be a pretty solid athlete. Um, you know, why not when you're, when you're getting these undrafted free agents? Um, I did see though, that the 49ers will need to waive four players because they're at their cap limit. So we'll have to, wait and see who gets waived you talked about ohio state justin uh the linebacker justin hilliard and then austin watkins we've also discussed and then kansas linebacker elijah sullivan to round out the undrafted free agents the 49ers have signed overall i'm pretty stoked with this haul um i think the 49ers got immensely better over the past weekend um and i just think that you know they did a hell of a job but i wanted to talk to you about mm-hmm. uh, i believe uh is it jim or Jer- jeremiah trotter jim trotter Jeremiah Trotter. Jeremiah Trotter. He he had a piece right after the draft. I believe it was Saturday um, that spoke about how the 49ers, how they went about this draft. And basically Kyle and John did not even discuss with each other who they each thought the pick should be. And then Monday, the week of the draft, Kyle and John got together and one of them said to the other, are you ready to draft Trey Lance? And the other one basically smiled and said, I'm so glad you said Trey. That's who I had in my mind all along. Um, one, how how does that method even work when you you know you're you're supposed to be a team going over all these these you know anal, anal, excuse me the analysts anal, analyzing I can't say this correctly analyzing the players. Do you think that's sort of a negative because you're you know when you're going over these players, it's, I almost welcome other people's no. opinion to make sure I'm not missing anything. No. You don't think they have a negative at all? No, because they're what they watched the film together. They went to the pro days together, right? They they saw everything together. They just didn't say what their exact thoughts were. And it's you come together at a certain point, and then that's when you kind of go over it. But you know, you say, you know, I did I miss anything? Well, the other part of that is I know what kind of quarterback that I like, but if Kyle likes another guy, we're such a team. Do I automatically defer to him? And does that taint my evaluation? And I had said this, that when Kyle wasn't at any of the first pro days and he had sent like Ethan Waugh out and he had sent John out and he had sent Rich Scangarello out. He's trying to get their unfiltered and unbiased uh, opinion in terms of, right. Oh, well, we're going to say this because coach wants to hear this. Right. And then that way, when they do come together and when, Kyle did tell John, Hey, you ready to draft Trey? And John's like, are you kidding me? Like that? Of course, that's who I wanted. Now you have, you're in lockstep and, you know, individually you can evaluate and still come together towards the end and be like, look, this is what I got. This is what you got. You know, they said that it happened on Monday before the draft. So they still had three days to really, if they were in disagreement where they were going to figure that out. So for me, it's not really, it's not really that big a deal at all. Um, That's, 
I, I actually think that that's a smart way to do it because I feel somebody with the personality and the domineering nature and the reputation for being a genius like Shanahan is that sucks up a whole lot of oxygen in the room and people are going to want to defer to him no matter what, because, Oh, yeah. well, he's the offensive guy. He's the genius. He should know um, yeah. rather than form their own opinion. And then the coach can solicit your opinion and be like, you know what? That matches up with what I got. I think we're going in the right direction. Yeah, that's a, that's a great, um, great response. I, I agree with you. I saw a little bit of the, the former on Twitter basically saying, Oh, this is way too self-centered. And, um, what if somebody else had a different opinion? You're not even willing to, to learn. I don't think that's the case at all. I do think that it was really a matter of, I don't want to taint your thought process with my thought press process. Let's go through the whole motion. And then at the end of it, if we happen to be at the same, perfect. If not, we can discuss why we each feel this way. Um, and two, does this not just vindicate us and saying these reporters didn't know jack shit you know excuse my language but jack shit the entire time i mean they were saying that monday mac jones oh it's basically locked in yeah what i mean yeah. where are they getting this from right out of their ass like we, know, <laughs> we, we knew that though yeah. we totally knew that so i i just think that you know when you look at it it's one of those things where you know people think that they again that people think they know kyle right oh Kirk Cousins, he's the Kyle Shanahan guy. Oh, Matt Ryan, he's the Kyle Shanahan guy. And I kept saying and kept saying and kept saying, we don't know. He didn't draft any of these guys. The only yeah. guy he drafted, he was responsible for, was C.J. Beathard. And that was on short notice. And that was when they couldn't do their due diligence because he didn't get hired until, I mean, right before, like literally put his staff together the week of the Senior Bowl. Yeah. So you get no time to do anything, right? And so – of course, you're not going to take a shot. And in hindsight, you could look back and be like, man, Mahomes was a miss, but Mahomes was used as a project. Watson didn't have a clean eval coming out of college, even though he had the big time games. And he didn't want to hitch his wagon to that. He wanted to build the roster. And then when it was ready, okay, now we have the guy on the rookie contract that we can go out and, and you know, kind of go around. So this sets it up that if Trey Lance is ready to go right out of the gate, you can get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, and now you start working on the extension for Fred Warner. You start working on potentially a Nick Bosa extension and things like that. So things are falling into place, and they're going to have maneuverability going forward because of the contract that Trey Lance has. So they did their due diligence. They did the best they could. And I think Kyle kind of proved that, hey, you guys don't know anything about what kind of quarterback I like because he was speaking effusively about the you know athleticism and the running ability that Trey Lance can bring and that's why the he, they're going to use him as Taysom hill is so crazy because in that same press conference you know he's like look he can run the ball do you want him running the ball all the time no you want him making plays and throwing the football but if things break down to a certain point and he can get out then obviously you'd like to have that extra gear and be able to do that except so, playing quarterback is first playing the position is first so to say that they're going to again they're doing the same thing oh well they're going to do the Taysom hill thing where are you getting this you pulling at the same place you pulled the Mac Jones bull crap out of like, you know, what are we talking about here? So, yeah, I, I, you know, this team is hasn't leaked anything. They continue to not leak anything. So you have to take everything that the 49ers beat writers and the national media say with a huge grain of salt. Um, and, and, you you know, you have to read the tea leaves and kind of look and see where things are going before forming an opinion. You can't just take what they say at, at face value. Let's take a quick break from today's show to say thank you to the sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Baxter Blue. Do you experience digital eye strain from too much blue light exposure from digital screens? 
Baxter blue glasses are not your average frames. These blue light lenses filter 80% of the highest energy blue light, eliminating 99% of the glare. The past year, we have all been glued to our devices more than ever. I know I myself am constantly on my phone, um, whether it's managing 49ers Hive or on my laptop recording new episodes with Matt of the Wrinkle Center podcast, and my eyes have definitely felt the difference. Our exposure to digital light has soared, and all of our eyes and our sleep are suffering as a result. Baxter Blue is also a force for good and provides a pair of reading glasses for someone in need for every single pair sold. This is eyewear built for a digital age, and Baxter Blue is giving our listeners 10% off your next purchase of blue light, sleep, or kids' glasses. Click the link in our show notes for your exclusive discount. This is the sign you have been waiting for to invest in blue light glasses. We know you will love your new Baxter's, and we know that you will feel the difference. Make sure you click the link in our show notes to get 10% off your next purchase of Baxter Blues. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah, great, great answer. Um, I do think that, by the way, for the guys that are sending in questions, we're going to get to them at the end of the show, um, just so we kind of don't derail our our, our points here. But we, we do see you, and thank you for the questions. Send in as many as you guys can. We love answering them at the end. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with you, Matt. I do think it's it was... Complete BS. I mean, nobody knew anything even inside the building. Um, yeah. I, I'm forgetting the the ESPN reporter who was basically saying they have a decision. Um, gosh, I can't remember his name. But he was saying they have a decision. But Jeremy Fowler, he was saying it. They've made a decision, but nobody knows. That was the most accurate report right. I saw over the last month regarding the 49ers draft pick. And, you know, it was him admitting nobody knows. And I thought it was hilarious, too, that – the day, I mean, I remember, I think it was like two o'clock on Thursday, Ian Rappaport came out saying, yeah, nobody knows. It's like, dude, you were going on podcasts in the last couple of days saying, oh yeah, no, no, it's Mac Jones. And in uh, Jim Charter's piece, yeah, he did say they made the trade to further analyze Justin Fields and Trey Lance. It doesn't seem like Mac Jones was ever a possibility. If he was, he was their number three on some weird scenario that – Trey Lance and Justin Fields became undraftable for whatever reason. Right. Um, so I, I just think that that needs to be said because a lot of these reporters were talking out of their ass. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, that was a frustrating thing. Uh, really, you know, it, it – everybody wants to be first, right? And the people like Ian Rappaport and the Adam Schefters, they're going to cloak it all in the I think or sources have said or it's, you know – rumors speculate or whatever whatever so that they're saying why well, didn't say for sure right so that they can continue to play yeah. this song and dance that they always do but the fact of the matter is that this team doesn't leak and it looks like from day one from what kyle has has said after the fact is that the guy was trey lance ever, since back in january since the end of the season is what he was saying and that you know that they they didn't think he was going to get to 12 as they went through the process and so they made the trade up. And when they made the trade up, they didn't have to hide trying to get to know him and trying to figure it out. So um, thank you. Thank you. Um, but I do want to get to, I do want to get to, uh, to various who's asking why they wanted, why they picked Lance over fields. I think it's the upside, you know, I think it's the upside. I think um, the meetings that they had, I firmly suspect that maybe Trey Lance was a little bit better with their concepts and stuff like that. Not just again, 
it's, you know, you got to be careful. I'm not saying that Justin Fields isn't good on the whiteboard, but I think especially that, you know, Trey Lance was offering something that Kyle Shanahan really liked. Um, and I think that Kyle likes the fact that Trey Lance doesn't have a ton of experience. That way he can mold him in the way that, you know, he needs to. Um, and again, look, if, if, you know, Kyle's big thing was he was looking at positive and negative plays on tape, right? And if we're being honest, in 2020, towards the end of the season against ranked opponents, Justin Fields had a couple of clunkers. He had a couple of bad games um, where he wasn't making the right read, where he was holding the ball too long, where he had some unfortunate turnovers. Uh, so I, I think that plays a part. When you're looking at a checklist of X amount of positive plays versus X amount of negative plays, and you're comparing the two, and a lot of other things are, are equal, then you know you're going to go with the with who you whose tape you feel comfortable with, who you feel more comfortable with in in the meeting. And if we go back to the presser where Kyle was talking about, um, you know, evaluating these quarterbacks, he said, "Look, tape is the first thing." You know, and hindsight, he gave a real big clue with his next statement, which was, "If the tape isn't there, you get to know the guy, and you can and you can learn that way." And I think that's a lot of what happened. I think that Kyle ended up really liking Trey Lance, the person on top of the football player. He's talking about him having the ability to be a CEO of a company in, in the presser. And it's just, when you hear these things, it's very apparent that Trey Lance just kind of knocked his socks off. So that's kind of why, um, you know, you would take him in that regard. In my yeah. opinion, anyway. He did seem like he was just blown away by him as a person. Um, and, and Trey, just watching his videos, his interviews, he does seem to have that infectious personality um, you want to like him. You want to root for him. And and just all he's done at, you know, 20 years old, basically t- almost 21, like it's it's really impressive in the fact that, you know, he was operating basically a pro-style offense, North Dakota State. There are just so many things stacked up on top of each other yeah. um, that just it, it makes sense. And, and I prefer Justin Fields, but like I said, it was 1A, 1B. Trey Lance was not that much of a, of a difference for me. Um, everybody has their preferences. Mine was just Fields, but I am still just as thrilled with Trey Lance. I just would have been crushed if it was Mac Jones, like everybody on here. Yeah. And, and to to speak to your earlier comments well, too, Matt. Kyle kind of said that though. Kyle kind of insinuated that too, right? Where he was yeah. just like, we weren't taking Mac Jones at three. Yep. Bro. Yeah. He and, and just like you said earlier, you know, uh, in their press conference immediately after he was saying, if the NFL and, and the media are thinking that we're doing something we're not going to do, I'm not going to work hard at all to correct that. Yeah. Rarely in the NFL do you have, you know, the get or, or any sort of, you know, um, drop on, on the media or on other teams. So when you have it, I'm going to use it to my full advantage. There's no point in me coming out and saying, no, we're not drafting Mac Jones. They don't right. benefit from that at all. Yeah, they don't. They don't. And, you know, um, I think I think our own Scott Geelan has like a Twitter thread on this. I know that he was breaking it down in our group chat, but there are just some intangible things about the way that uh, Trey Lance manipulates a defense that once he gets a little more experience and puts it all together, you see the tantalizing potential. So um, I know that, like James said, he's going to make negative plays. Like the, hopefully they'll yeah. be patient with him. And again, I got to bring up baseball at least once, right? Fernando Tatis Jr. has a ton of throwing errors this year, but who cares? Because he he'll rip a home run off of Trevor Bauer and then give him the cover the one eye thing, right? Yeah. Like you you take the bad with the good with young exciting players because they offer you something that you can see that potential, right? The early bumps are nothing because you're hoping that year two, year three, year four, 
you hit that stride, that Patrick Mahomes like stride where all of a sudden it's just everything clicks. And then you got, you know, the sky's the limit. And you're just like, holy crap, we have an MVP candidate at quarterback. You know, the same thing. It, it happened in Buffalo with Josh Allen, where you're like, man, I don't know. I don't know if that accuracy is going to get good. And then he pops last year and you're like, holy crap, Josh Allen is an MVP candidate. And he sliced and diced, you know, and then you look, you know, you look at Trey Lance, 6'4", 225 with speed. I mean, again, that tantalizing combination, you know, th- the fan base is like, okay, Trey Lance has all this upside. And that's why it's more palatable for them to give up three first round picks and draft him at three than it would have been uh, with Mac Jones. So the upside will carry him uh, quite a bit in those early days when, when he's making some mistakes. But, you know, as long as there's continual growth, that's all you need so yeah um are you ready to get into some some questions sure okay uh 40 minute front end immediate we'll get back to that one i'm just gonna go back to the start well i can i can answer that one right now um sure they're gonna daniel brunskill is gonna be the second the backup center he's gonna be the guy to replace him because he played pretty decently at center last year so um they're gonna kick the, the two people they drafted banks definitely is gonna stay inside and then um more might kick inside or just be like that swing tackle type of guy. So I think that's why they didn't draft a backup for Mac. They kind of have one on the roster already. Yep. Uh, at, Dan least, on, at least at replacement level, by the way. Fair enough. Dan Agati, should they have waited for Michael Carter? Do you think Trey Sermon was a better pick? I heard a lot of noise about Carter. I think Trey Sermon's the better pick for the 49ers because of the way that he runs the ball. He's going to be that one cut through the inside zone type of runner. You know, they're going to be able to run their zone concepts with him. That's what he schemed out to be. That's what I saw on the tape. Um, Ohio State did a lot of zone blocking schemes, so he fits. Um, Michael Carter was the backup at North Carolina. Well, I mean, like the 1B, like when you think of uh, Michael Carter and, and Javante Williams, it's like, 1A, 1B, kind of like Freeman and uh, Coleman were for the Falcons back in the day. But, you know, obviously Williams was the more dynamic runner, and that's why he got selected earlier. But, no, I think I think Sermon's a good fit for the offense. I like Sermon. I, Sherm, uh, excuse me, Sermon. I think that he's going to fit in really well. Um, yeah. Let's see, Ryan Johnson. Who do you think will be, win the third quarterback spot, Rosen or Sudfield? Is there a guarantee that either of them make stay on the squad to start the season? Love the pod. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, there will be a third quarterback. That's just how Shanahan rolls. He's always rolled with three quarterbacks. That's just what he likes to do. Um, I would like to see Rosen stay. Sudfeld to me is a capped out guy. Like I just don't, I don't see what you get out of him. And again, if Kyle is really a fan of these guys who are smart on the whiteboard, I feel like Josh Rosen is that guy. So as a third quarterback, you're hoping he never plays, but you know, don't underestimate that first round cachet and how many opportunities it'll get you. So I, I don't think Nate Sudfeld is going to stick around. Yeah. Um, maybe practice squad. Like, I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't know if he's a vet. Is he, is he capped out like years? Cause I think after a certain years, you're not able to eligible for a practice squad. I'm not sure how long he's been uh, in the NFL. I don't know. He might not be P squad eligible. Yeah. Um, but regardless, I agree with you. Rosen, um, the 49ers might actually have three, depending on what you determine starting quality caliber quarterbacks, they might have three um, Rosen, Matt and I have both discussed it. He has not had a fair chance, like literally anywhere he's gone. Um, he was taken in the first round a few years ago with Cardinals. A year later, he got replaced by Kyler Murray shipped out to Miami. You know, it's it, just a crappy situation for him all, all around. 
Um, but I, I would like to see him third quarterback. Yeah. Um, James Briggs, listen, he's not making Julio Jones guaranteed money. It's 250 grand. They don't give a shit about that. They'll cut him if they need to. Yeah. That's not, that's nothing. Nothing. Uh, let's see. John Day, we, we, we discussed this to start. So would you give, do you want to give like a grade of how you thought the whole process draft and free agency? Uh, somebody said it in the chat earlier, and I agree. If Trey Lance is a franchise quarterback, it's an A plus, and nothing else matters. John Day said as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. No, no one's going to care that we give up three first round picks if Trey Lance takes the 49ers to a Super Bowl and wins it. No one's going to care. Yeah. I agree. Um, because so much a good quarterback shadows are over, you know, shadows so many deficiencies. You know, you don't you don't notice crappy receivers or a bad defense if your quarterback is eligible or capable, I should say, of putting up 30 plus points a game, no problem. It it, it overcomes so much. It hides so many deficiencies as a team. I, I do think that, that that's a true statement, John Day. Uh, Ryan Johnson again. We are log jammed at the running back position. Who do you think gets the axe or put on the practice squad? They're gonna try to stash Jamichael Hasty on the practice squad, but I don't think he's gonna he's gonna get picked up by somebody. Um, I'm not putting it past them that they don't change uh, Elijah Mitchell's designation, so make him a wide receiver and hmm. then just have him return or be on special teams like a special teams guy. Um, but as far in terms of like the main roster of running backs. They're going to carry five. Um, Stewart in our chat pointed out that they've been carrying five, so it's going to be it's going to be Mostert, Sermon, Gallman, and uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. And then with along with uh, Kyle Uschek, and then you can try to stash Hasty on the practice squad. If you don't change Mitchell to a wide receiver, maybe he is on the practice squad. But beyond that, I don't see much else sticking around. Yeah. Um, gosh, they that is a good point. They have carried five. And a lot of people, and I, I'm not—I don't remember if we discussed this earlier with the whole why did they draft two running too, backs? They get hurt a lot. That's what I was just gonna say. How many games did Mostert miss over the past two years? Um, you, I, I love Jeff Wilson. If if Mostert were to go down, I would be a little hesitant or a little nervous with Jeff Wilson getting the bulk share of carries for the first time in his entire career. Um, he's a great kind of change of pace back, two back, three back, but was a one back getting, you know, 20 plus touches a game. I'm not confident in his ability to do that. Right. I'm well, happy. That's why you bring, you, that's why you bring in a guy like Gallman, who other than a single game where he had a concussion, uh, hasn't missed a game in his career in terms of being injured. Um, he's had some like coaches decisions and things like that, but you know, he's a guy who stayed healthy. Um, yeah. You know, you get Mostert out there who, you know, again, use him sparingly, um, Jeff, Jeff Wilson, I don't think, it, unless people get hurt, I don't think Jeff Wilson's going to see a lot of action this year because I just think that, you know, Trey Sermon comes in and he can be the guy that just pounds the rock on first and second. He, again, play that Tevin Coleman role. And it's really weird. This team, whoever starts the game, doesn't really matter. They're going to rotate them. I think that that's where they're going to go moving forward. There's no bell cow back on this team, and there shouldn't be because that's just you want to be able to keep people fresh. So you can keep pounding the ball, keep running the ball and hopefully wear down opposing defenses. And if you can do that, you just make everything so much easier for, you know, a Jimmy Garoppolo or a Trey Lance to make the plays that you, you know, play action comes into play, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. So carrying that many running backs, especially with the running back room as it is now. I mean, I can't remember when the 49ers had this much talent at the running back position. Yeah. And 
It's just Kyle Shanahan in general. Whenever when did they? I don't remember when Alfred Moore or Morris, excuse me, was drafted. But he was the same. He was the same uh, year. RG three. So twenty. Oh, round though. Like, what do you remember if he was higher uh, up, third, fourth like round? Fourth. Maybe? He was like fourth or fifth. Yeah, that's like the no, highest. Like seventh. Sounds. I don't know. You gonna Google it? Yeah, I'm googling. Okay. It right now. Um, sixth round. Sixth round. I I don't remember the last time Joe Williams. I think they took in like the third, third. or something. He didn't play a single snap. So it's like Kyle Shannon has never really had a running back that he's drafted in the first half of the draft um, to, to add to his offense. So the fact that he finally has one, I'm stoked. You know, he, he, he does a lot with, you know, no offense to these, these guys, but kind of clearance level talent, undrafted level talent. He does a lot yeah. sorting of the, you know, undrafted people, undrafted players to be able to find a guy who hits like a Brita or, Michael Hasty last season was playing well before his injury. Um, Jeff Wilson included, but now that he's got Trey Sermon, I'm stoked to see what he's able to do with that. Yeah, me too. I mean, you know, people are going to hammer him over the Joe Williams thing, but Joe Williams' physical talent wasn't the issue. It was his mental no. aspect. And and I think that the team, especially in the, that first draft, you know, Ruben Foster and, you know, the second draft with um, Akella Witherspoon and, um actually was a no akella was the first one right mm-hmm. akella was the first draft and then the second one with uh dante pettis you know yeah. they got quickly through that oh god okay we, we're not going to take chance on people with weak mentality yeah. or with confidence issues or with character issues they moved away from that so the joe william thinks they're going to hammer him on because he went to bat for him and and rightfully so that was a bad pick but yeah you know the physical talent was there and you can kind of see uh what what was there so i think uh but I think that Trey Sermon is exciting because, again, Mostert's holding the team up for money and gets hurt. Jeff Wilson Jr. got hurt last year. Tevin Coleman was hurt last year. Cargo playing McKinnon was slow and ineffective. So now you got guys coming in that can be effective. And, you know, you can take some of those the early down situations away from Raheem Mostert where you don't need him to be that, you know, first down and 10 guy, right? Or the second down and two guy was pretty you know the obvious running situations right put trey sermon in there the young guy the big kid you know um he's he's bigger than than raheem Oster. so yeah it, it it is exciting to see that dynamic part of the offense going forward though yeah 100 um i actually forgot about wayne gallman so i'm glad you brought him up yeah because that's the addition as well too you know like it's just a really really talented backfield and you add Trey Lance to that. Kyle Shanahan said it himself. Um, you know, most defenses for so long have been playing 11 on 10. You make it 11 on 11, it's tough, man. Um, yep. Did you happen to catch, uh, I think it was after their, one of their post-draft interviews, where it was either Kyle or John, I forget which one, said that um, they actually took, you know, injuries into their, you know, consideration this year for the first time because of how kind of snake bit they've been by injuries. Did you catch that? Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's smart, you know. I mean, you yep. can never predict injuries. Like, you try to avoid them the best you can, but you can look for patterns. Like, okay, this guy seems to get nicked up every year. Is that a guy that we didn't necessarily want? Right? Maybe with a, again, with a Trey Sermon. Okay, you know, he had, like, two injuries in college. One was a broken collarbone. No big deal, right? You you figure that stuff out. Um, But, yeah, it, it's good to see that they're taking that into account because I don't know if it's the water in Santa Clara um, I can't possibly be the strength and conditioning team again because they completely cleaned house there. So I don't know. 
<laughs> they did not waste any time clearing out that strength. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was gone. And, you know, the thing was that when, when you get so many injuries, it gets disheartening, right? And you're just like, yeah. are we just, you know, bad luck or whatever? And everybody talks about Trent Balky team ACL, which, by the way, he did again in Jacksonville this year, which was crazy. Drafted a bunch of guys with ACLs. <laughs> I think you have to. So crazy. Um, at least he's on brand. But, you know, you want to turn your fortunes around. You know, losing, again, Bosa and then, to a lesser degree, Salman Thomas, both to ACLs, both on back-to-back plays. Um, the entire fan base is sick of the words high ankle sprain at this point. We're just getting to the point where it's like, come on, we got to take some tough dudes who are going to be durable in the NFL. Yeah. And so it's nice to see them finally taking that into account. I was actually a little shocked that they they weren't taking that into account. I mean, I guess it's like talent, tape, injuries pretty low on that, but I, I still think it should have been. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad they finally were. It's in their staff the, and what they're doing, but at the end of the day, it's just like, okay, we got to yeah. – we really got to look into that. Yeah. Uh, before we go through some more questions, I'm going to show our latest uh, merch edition, our Trey Area shirts hey. available now. Use uh, code DRAFT, D-R-A-F-T, for 10% off your order. Link is in the description for our Teespring store. Check it out, guys. Like I said, use code DRAFT, D-R-A-F-T, 10% off. Link is in the bio. Um, let's see some more questions here. By the Leaving. way. Go ahead. By the way, I do want to bring up uh, Kali. I did get my wish. We did not go edge in this draft. Thank God. This was, <laughs> this was a bad edge draft. The first one didn't even go till 15. I think Quiddy Pay was the first one. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, dude, I'm happy. Uh, again it was one of those things where you didn't really need it we had enough depth at, at yeah. that point like you're not going to get a superstar yeah. and it, it kind of makes me a little a little somewhat optimistic that d ford maybe could come back and make a contribution so we'll see what happens yeah and they added uh mo hurst arden key just you yeah. know like rotation again, guys depth. yeah a lot of depth uh leaving do you think they could have traded back a second time for banks um I think you just trade back once because if you're trading yeah. back multiple times, you know, that kind of looks like a like you're not confident in the guy, right? They got good value out of it and they got extra pick out of it. I'm not really not really fussed. I think yeah. they dropped seven spots. Um uh, I think not six spots, forty three to forty nine, I think is where they picked him. I think so, yeah. But you know, I'm not that fussed about it. He he looks like a beast. And, you know, if he is a beast, nobody's going to care that they only traded back once. You know, they wouldn't have got much more out of it anyway. No. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's see. 49er Media, were you surprised we didn't draft a center to back up? Did, I'm sorry. I think you, you actually – yeah, yeah, that was the first one. Uh, Kai Young, 480. Do you think they'll use Hufanga more as a linebacker rather than safety? Um, I saw that they were – that that was kind of in in – conversation that he's kind of a hybrid fit i think they're pretty set with their linebackers though i think they actually need more help at safety so i, I would keep him as a box safety he he might be a big nickel like a big nickel guy fair, that fair. You run out there so that can kind of drop down and play but no they need depth at the safety position so uh, yeah. they're probably going to keep him there yeah uh just not a question but Kali sermon is our version of leonard fournette yeah bruiser back yeah uh 
which running and backs do you cost see? the seventh overall pick to get? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Still, which running backs do you see making the roster? I have Mostert, Sermon, Gallman, and Wilson. Hasty and Mitchell, I think, will be on the practice squad. Pretty, pretty spot on. Yeah, if Mitchell can transition to wide receiver so that they can put him on special teams, that that'd be yeah. the ideal. Yeah. Um. Let's see. There's some talk about Mitchell not needing to change spots. When does Jimmy get traded or benched? Did you see Lombardi's dumb tweet? Is There's that... so many. <laughs> That's a gotta... feed. I assume it's about far more specific than that, um, dude. About him getting like the you talked about it the earlier. Stupid, yeah, the stupid yeah wide receiver. And he's not doing that. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name right now. David Lombardi. No, he no, no. Played... The New Orleans player. Uh... Oh, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Yeah, yeah. Peter Schrager said that as like a, like an offhand thing on on the draft coverage day three i watched it live and then david lombardi just kind of ran with that and it's just like that really like you took come on man yeah like i uh... on, but um i think that we could follow the trend of so if jimmy plays well right and they think trey lance is ready they could trade him before the deadline but what i think is more likely is that jimmy gets hurt again doesn't make it out of october Trey Lance plays and then they just cut him at the end of the year to to get his cap number off the books. Yeah. I, I think Jimmy's at least up until now, his highest value was before Thursday night. Once Thursday night came, Patriots got their guy in Mac, Chicago got their guy in Justin. I mean, unless he unless he plays well in week one and week two, and then somebody else, you know. Because yeah. I mean, if you look around the league, Washington football team doesn't have much in the cupboard at quarterback. Right. True. That's yeah. Um, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, maybe if if you know, maybe if Green Bay does decide to trade Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers goes somewhere like Denver, right? You maybe you can pawn Jimmy G off on onto the yeah. Green Bay Packers for a little while while they attempt to get Jordan Love up to speed. Yeah. Who knows? There, there's options there. It's just you're just gonna have to see how it plays out. But I mean, the options are more limited than they were on Thursday because it's like, well, New England's out because they got, you know, they got. uh McCorkle. Yeah, they got Mac Jones. So Zach Willie, I'll sleep on Taylor Heineke all day. All day. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I, I do think, though, that Kyle Shanahan recently said they're comfortable keeping Jimmy's contract on the books as they go through the season. Yeah. Take it, you know, for what it's worth. It's set in, in May, but it's something to consider. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked at all if he's moved, uh, you know, once training camp hits, if there's a roster, somebody panic trades maybe. Or excuse me, if there's an injury, not a roster. If there's an injury, somebody may trade for him if that need appears. Um, but I also, Kyle Shanahan did say as well, if a competition were to occur, he'd not only, you know, he'd welcome that. Yeah, he'd be more than happy. And I do think Trey Lance yeah. will win that competition pretty quickly. Yeah, I just, I you know, I just don't know if – if Lance is going to be ready to go at that time, like mentally or, or um, just from overall, just from like a speed of the game aspect. Okay. Of it, right. Like you don't want to put him out there before he's accustomed to what's going on. Right. Because not only, I mean, it's, it's bad enough if you're coming from like a power five school, the speed of the game is still like a huge jump, but if you're coming from an FCS school and you haven't played in a year, Right. You got that's like you got it's a lot, it's a lot. There's and you're trying to digest the playbook, right? What, like, 
unless he is the biggest devourer of Kyle Shanahan's system there's ever been, it's not he's not necessarily going to be ready right away. Um, and you don't want to just trot him out there with limited concepts just to get him out there. You just wait till he's ready. There's no rush. That's the thing. You've reset the clock on this team right now with him. And yeah. if he if he doesn't play for an entire year, he doesn't play. Patrick Holmes didn't play his first year until week 17. And then he was ready to go the next year. That's my ideal scenario for Trey Lance is that we see him in the preseason and maybe the last game of the season. Yeah. And that's it. Because that means that the 49ers are good. They're <laughs> going to make the playoffs. Jimmy G was healthy. They have a shot to get something done. And then Trey Lance will not have been thrown out to the wolves in a difficult situation. They'll have been able to bring him along when he's ready and put him out there at the right time. Yeah. Um, does it concern you at all that if that is the scenario, which you just outlined, he's two years removed from, from playing any football. Um, that, that if he does play, no, no, no. Like if he doesn't play, he plays the first and last game or preseason in the last game, like you said, well, but there's a difference though, because they didn't have a season, so they weren't practicing. They weren't doing anything. He was left on his own. He's going to be out there. He's going to be learning. He's going to okay. be, you know, he's going to be watching film along with perfect, you know, the rest of the quarterback room and along with the quarterback coaches and Kyle, He's going to be studying the playbook. He's going to be learning the playbook. He's probably going to be taking some reps in practice. Like it's not, he's not just going to sit there. Right. And, and just, you know, and just not do anything. Um, even at worst, like maybe, maybe he's running scout team or whatever. And then because you're in practice and maybe you're running scout team or whatever, and you're getting some reps, you're starting to get used to, Okay, what's college open versus what's NFL open? Okay, I need to throw with anticipation out of the break and trust that the guy's going to be there because I can't wait until I see somebody open um, because it's the NFL. So it's just going to take time. But I think that you have to give him that room, give him that time to grow into it. I think it would be a mistake to just toss him out there. And I think it'd be a mistake for fans to put the pressure on him or have the expectation of him that he's going to be ready to go right off the bat. Okay. Yeah. Uh, great answer. I do think, yeah, with, with, a you know, something as serious as a guy, you want to be a franchise quarterback for the next decade. You do not want to rush that, give him as much time, let him build his confidence. Um, and just, you know, give him as much time as he needs. Like they said, they have Jimmy, they're more than comfortable with keeping him this year at the very least. Why not? You know, why rush things if you don't have to, um, also leaving. Yeah, we got, it comes in shirt. It also comes in women's, uh, sizes as well. Hoodies, zip sweaters. We actually have it now in uh, leggings, joggers, even in a tumbler, a mug. It's on a bunch of different things. So click the link in the bio. You'll see it all. Um, let's see. Ryan Johnson, if Mac gets hurt and the Pats want Jimmy, should we ask for Gilmore in a trade? That'll never happen. <laughs> <laughs> Mac, I don't Jones. Think Mac Jones is going to play right away either. That Belichick's yeah. going to wait and coach him up too. And just if anybody's going to be out there taking a beating, it's going to be Cam Newton. <laughs> I no mean, rush. it's true. Uh, Kai Young, 480. Didn't the roster go up to 55, 56 players instead of 53 with the 17th game added? I That's think, a good question. I know that the game day roster went from 46 to 48 that you could have active. Okay. But I don't know about overall roster size. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Cravis, no one's taking Jimmy's contract. It's the beautiful thing bad. about Jimmy's contract is he's in his last year, so if you want to, you can restructure and extend. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Rosales, 49ers are playing the Lions this season. Can Nick Bosa win against Sewell? All day. Yeah. All day. All day. Trent Williams in, in training camp last year said that Nick Bosa was like they were going back and forth. 
And Trent Williams is like one of the best in the business. Yep. So Bosa's Bosa's a beast and Sewell might be a bully, but Bosa is not only a bully, but he's he's on point with his technique. Both both yep. Bosa's are. So um if you gave me outstanding left tackle versus top end edge rusher, I'm taking the top edge edge rusher all all yep. day. Yep. Um, leaving if Jimmy is traded in the, in the season, the Niners pick up some of his 2020 salary. Is he off the books totally in 2022? Yeah, and and even if they kept him all year and they cut him next year, I think his dead money is like a million bucks. Yeah, not much. Uh, 49 Empire, this is my first time on the channel. I'm a subscribe. Go Niners Quest for Good, six. welcome. Welcome. Trey Lance is our future. Surround him with protection on the line and slot receiver playoff bound. Thanks for subscribing. We really appreciate yeah. it. If you guys are here and you haven't subscribed, subscribe. Help us get to 2,000 subscribers. Also, like this video and comment. It really helps in the algorithm. It may not seem like much, but it really does help, so we appreciate yeah. it. Um, Cardinals have the best wide receiver class in the NFC West. Going to be tough facing them when they got Rondell Moore. They have a solid group. Um, we're going to take a couple more here, then wrap things up. Um, let's see. Did the Cardinals improve? Eh. We can go some 49ers questions. Shanahan said he wouldn't roll out coming back to the Niners. He said that he was going to wait until after draft to make a decision to sign. Oh, Sherman. I'm sorry, not Shanahan. Would you want Sherman back? Uh, well, let me address it. Hold on. I'm going to address the Cardinals thing real quick. Oh, okay, go ahead. Listen, I don't care about what the Cardinals have because I still think the 49ers are better. Like, if you think your team is better, who cares what the other people are doing? You can't worry about, oh, they got this guy. Oh, they got that guy. You go, oh, we got these guys, and we're going to implement our game plan. So... The Cardinals always play the 49ers tough, but you know I expect the 49ers to to be able to pull that out, especially if they're healthy and ready to go. Yeah. So, um, back to the Sherman thing though. Um, like he's a great locker room guy. That's what I, that's what I'll say about him at this point. But like as a player, I think he's kind of washed unless he's going to make a transition to safety. Yeah. As a, as a as a cover corner, I think he's washed. And that's no through no fault of his own. I just think you reach a certain age, and he he had limited athletic ability to begin with, and now injuries are kind of starting to stack up on him. And it's like, well, okay, you know. And as we saw with uh, Darrell Revis and others, it it life comes at you quick towards the end, and you fall off a cliff. So, I think it's very telling that he didn't get a deal that he wanted out on the free agent market and tried to play it off as like I'm going to wait until after the draft. Yeah, I think that there just was not a lot of interest, and I think he wanted to wait and see what the 49ers were going to do to see if he could kind of leverage back into the situation. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, I believe he also said the Raiders, Saints, I think there was one other team we're all interested. You know, I, would, I wouldn't be opposed to bringing him back. It's not somebody that I think the 49ers are greatly missing. Um, he was starting to sort of become a liability out there, but – you know, his, 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 like Matt said, his mentality, his knowledge of the game, his knowledge of the system could be really beneficial to some of these younger guys. Yeah. Um, let's see. There was one here. Yeah. Uh, hung fat. Where was it? Can't believe John, John Lynch. I'm pretty sure actually tried to get Aaron Rodgers. who huge cojones. Yeah. Well, I mean, why wouldn't you inquire if you hear, yeah. like you said, I was just reading the tea leaves. I made a call and they were like, they were quick to be like, Nope. I mean, that's part of it. We always talk about, hey, anytime a name comes up, the fan base is like, what did they call? Well, I'm sure Lynch calls on everybody. And then he oftentimes gets the nope, or they give the price and he's like, nope. So, yep. We'll see. 
Matt, my guy in the Niner hat keeps it 100. I always do. I always do. <laughs> I'm not always right, but I'm not always right, but I always say it how I feel like it is. Yep. And I'm always open to being wrong, too. You know, nobody's 100% correct. Yeah. No. Uh, Bay Area Baller 18, exciting draft. First three picks were some powerful guys. Mm-hmm. Hufango is going to look like a heck of a fifth round pick. I love that damn name, dude. Hufango. That's such a cool name, man. Yeah. I think he's going to ball out. I really do. Yeah. Um, they need a veteran wide receiver to trade for one. I don't think they necessarily do. Trade for one, just wait. Yeah. When they go through the process of cutting down the rosters, there's gonna be a veteran wide receiver that gets that hits the market that maybe you're not expecting that maybe can come in and contribute. You're not looking for a one or a two. You're looking for yeah. a three and a third wide receiver that you know they're a dime a dozen. You can go find a guy who can contribute. Yep, if I agree. Any, if you have Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, the stable of running backs they have and George Kittle, and you're leaning on your wide receiver three, you got a lot of problems. That's true, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Anthony Cravis, did the Niners want Dalton? Would you rather have Dalton or Jimmy G? Jimmy? Uh, I don't care who, because they're both going to be backups here, because Trey Lance is the future. Yeah. Um, and I don't know sure if they actually wanted Dalton. Maybe they inquired about him, like they did to 10 other quarterbacks this offseason. Um. Yeah. I think we'll take one more. Anthony Cravis, is Jimmy an upgrade over Winston? Uh, I would say so. Just you because think- I mean, Winston has way more physical tools, but you know what? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I, I want to see what Win- – I'm very intrigued to see what Winston does this year because Winston's going to win that job over Taysom Hill. There's no Lasik. way to go into the – well, he had the LASIK, and he had a year under one of the most professional quarterbacks. And with 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 Jameis Winston, it's always been the poor decision making and the real weird, you know, the kind of weird way he carried himself. Everybody remembers that, like that W speech, right, where he was like licking his fingers. Yeah, yep, yep, <laughs> that weird thing where it's just like, just the personality was a little off putting, right? Yeah. We hope that after a year with with Drew Brees, and and as you get a little bit older you start to learn how to carry yourself as a professional. So if he can do all that, he has tons of physical tools. I mean, he's got a big arm. He's got the ability. He's got escape ability. He's got size. If the LASIK takes and he can actually see better and not only see better, but have better depth perception, which comes with, you know, getting your vision corrected and he's matured a little bit. I mean, he could actually be a really good quarterback for, for the saints MVP level. No, but more than serviceable as, as a starter, um definitely yeah i agree i would take winston um granted like you said lasik he threw you know what was it like 20 30 touchdowns 30, 30 interceptions 30 interceptions but here's the thing <laughs> here's the thing why why do we trade for trey lance with jimmy garoppolo because that's that's the answer here too yeah. jimmy garoppolo gets hurt all the time james winston doesn't get hurt no he doesn't. So if you can clean up the other stuff with Jameis Winston just for the sake of being healthy and having more physical tools, like I'd take Jameis Winston. Yeah. I just think physically, um, he's you know, there's a reason why he was the what second? Was he the second overall first. pick? First overall pick. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the talent's there. It's just a matter of putting it all together. Um, but hypothetically speaking, oh, we got a super chat. Thank hey. you. Thank you, Random, Random Electronic 2.0. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Uh, make sure all you yeah, guys are hitting that absolutely. subscribe button. We have some jerseys to give away right now. Um, I shouldn't say right now, but we are going to give them away to our draft. We had a mock draft entry 
Uh, anybody who got the most first round picks, correct? They won an autographed jersey. So um, we tallied up all the scores last night. Thank you to everybody who submitted their first round mocks. We had a bunch to go through. I still have to go through. We did one internally for the guys. I haven't even told you guys who won that yet because I haven't even I haven't even gone through them. Um, but Dude, once we conclude, account. math is hard, huh? There were so many last night. Stuart and I were going through like how many? How many in in the group? Oh no, no, no. we didn't go through ours. We went through all of the ones from. No, I mean, how many? How many in our group though? Um, at least five, six, six? seven, maybe. Okay. So it, it shouldn't. I should be able to get it done this evening. Hurry up and announce me the winner, bro. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but that's gonna do it for tonight's show. Thank you, everybody, so much. Great show. Great guests, I should say. Um, great comments, great questions. We really do appreciate everybody tuning in. Yep. Um, and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. We're trying to get to 2,000 subscribers so we can give away another 49ers jersey. So make sure you're subscribed. Absolutely. And we're going to come at you live later this week. Um, we're in a little bit of a down period right now just because of the off season. Once we get back to you know preseason, training camp fully kicks up, we're going to be bringing you Niners news every day of the week. Um, along with live shows and then we're gonna you know we're gonna be kicking into it real hard for the season so um again as zach said like subscribe and go ahead and click the bell for notifications we love having you here and as always go niners